No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at the last three Hallelujah Psalms. They exhort everyone, everywhere, and all creation to praise the Lord. How fitting to end this book of worship. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl concludes the Psalms on Simply the Bible. I can't believe that we have actually made it to the end of the Psalms. What a wonderful journey this has been for me personally. How I have grown to love David's poetic expressions. Today we covered the last of the Hallelujah or Praise Psalms and how appropriate it is to end this book with a rousing Hallelujah. Psalm 148, Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord from the heavens, Praise Him in the heights, Praise Him all His angels, Praise Him all His hosts, Praise Him sun and moon, Praise Him all you stars of light, Praise Him, you heavens of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. So it begins, praise the Lord, or the Hebrew is hallelujah. And it speaks here of the angels praising Him as well as all His hosts. The hosts are the armies of heaven, for God is the Lord of the armies of heaven. Then it speaks of the celestial bodies praising Him, the sun, the moon, and the stars, How do they praise Him? Well, by simply doing that which they were created to do. They serve His purpose always when they shine. What would we do if the sun suddenly rebelled? The heavens of heavens should praise Him. That's the heavens where God dwells. And the firmament, which is the atmosphere where there are the clouds. Now, how do they praise Him? Well, they receive the evaporated water, and then deposit it as precipitation. And that's the way they can praise the Lord. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. The amazing thing is the power of the word of God in creation, that divine fiat where God said light be and light was. He has established the universe forever. Now, not literally, because we do know the Bible tells us that the heavens and the earth will ultimately be destroyed by fire. And then God will create a new heavens and new earth where there is no more sin or death. Verse 7, praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures and all the depths, fire and hail, snow and cloud, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Did he leave anybody out? I don't think so. The entire earth praising the Lord. So sea creatures. Now I have a question. How do fish praise the Lord? Do they just wave their fins? Is that it? I'm not sure. But the weather patterns, the the fire, the hail, the snow, the clouds, the stormy wind, these all are praising the Lord by doing his bidding. And God 
ultimately orders these. Then there's the fruitful trees that bring forth fruit for us and cedars. Of course, that brought forth the wood for the temple. Then there are the beasts and the the fowl or the birds and then the creeping things or the beetles, I like to say. Beasts, birds, and beetles. They all praise the Lord. And kings, princes, judges, and all peoples. No one is exempt. It doesn't matter what your economic status is. Oh, that every human being would recognize that God is our creator and give him the worship that he deserves. Finally, young men, maidens, old men, and children. It doesn't matter what age you are. Jesus said that from the mouths of babes, you have ordained praise. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and heaven, and he has exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, the children of Israel, a people near to him, praise the Lord. His name alone is to be exalted. And why is that? It's because there is no other God. God says so. There's no other creator. There's no one else who has sent his only son to die for our sins, who raised him from the dead to prove that God accepted his offering and by whom we have eternal life. That's why he is worthy of our praise. His glory is above earth and heaven. Now think of the best thing you can think of in this life. And yet God's glory is above even that because he created all things. He has exalted the horn of his people. The horn speaks of a person's strength. God strengthens his people. And we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. People near to him praise the Lord. Now, if you have been brought near to God by believing in Jesus Christ, then you have no good reason not to praise the Lord. God's still on the throne. He still loves you. He's working all things together for good. Psalm 149, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the assembly of saints. There has been much in the Psalms about the need to sing a new song to the Lord. Every generation must find its tune and lyric to express adoring worship in fresh ways from sincere hearts. But this does not mean that the old hymns are not also valuable. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Now, I love this about Israel rejoicing in their maker. My wife and I had the privilege a couple of years ago of going to Jerusalem and going to the Western Wall at night and just joining with the Jews as they drew near to worship the Lord and just experiencing that, their love for the Lord and seeking to be as close to him as they could be. It was a wonderful experience And they are an exuberant people. They praise him with their dance. We know, of course, that David danced mightily before the Lord. And to sing praises with musical instruments because the Lord takes pleasure in his people. 
I think that's something we always need to be reminded of. I think the devil has done a pretty good job at convincing many that God is mad at them. But the reality of it is he takes pleasure in his people and we have been accepted in the beloved Jesus Christ. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Would we think of our salvation as being something that beautifies us? I think of the joyful expressions of those who have recently come to faith in Jesus Christ. When they are born again, they are filled with love, joy, peace, exuberance. They feel that exhilarating freedom of their sins being forgiven and the assurance that their name is written in heaven. Such joy and gratitude beautify their countenance. But it only comes to those who humble themselves of their self-righteousness and realize that they need Christ to be forgiven of their sins. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. So let them sing aloud on their beds. Do we sing songs of joyful thanksgiving for the day when we hit the pillow at night? We should. And to praise him with a two-edged sword in their hand. We worship God, but we must also remember that we are in warfare. We war against the powers of darkness even while we are worshiping the Lord. Our spiritual weapons are prayer, the word, and worship. Now it says to execute vengeance on the nations. We know that Israel was God's instrument to execute his wrath against the wicked nations whose practices were unspeakably vile. But we have been called to execute vengeance on the works of the devil And the flesh. Ours is a spiritual warfare. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Now we no longer have an earthly sanctuary or temple that is the unique habitation of God. Now wherever two or three gather in the name of Christ, he is with us. A living room is a sanctuary When believers gather there for worship, prayer, or Bible study, and so is the modern church building. The main thing is that we not forsake gathering with fellow believers to worship Him. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. All the musical instruments may be used to praise God. I am a trumpet player, so I especially say amen to praising God with that instrument. My son is a drummer, so let's hear it for the cymbals. Our daughter plays the keyboard. Uh, The timbrel was probably a tambourine, but all of these musical instruments can be fit for worship. I know some Christians think that only the human voice is a fit instrument. Certainly that is the greatest instrument. 
But there are so many psalms that exhort us to worship God with musical instruments as well. So make a joyful noise to the Lord. Maybe you got some finger cymbals. Right on, use those. It's not the instrument that you use so much as the motive of your heart that matters most to God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord, or hallelujah. What a fitting way to end this book of 150 psalms with a rousing hallelujah. Now, are you still breathing? I say that because you can use your breath to utter prayers and praises and songs to your gracious and loving creator. That's what it says. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. There's no greater use of the breath that God has given us than to praise and worship him. And these psalms, these 150 psalms that we've gone through, give us so many opportunities to enter into the spirit of worship and praise the Lord. For God inhabits the praises of his people. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll see where King Solomon asked for wisdom, and God gave it to him. He then wrote the Proverbs to give wisdom, instruction, and prudence to others. How we all need to grow in wisdom. We hope you'll join us next time as we begin the Proverbs on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.